Reaching Tax Flow podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast today on episode 66. We are about to dive deep into the CTA, or the Corporate Transparency Act. But as always, let's take a brief moment and thank our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Strategic Associates. Are you a high-income earner, real estate investor, or successful entrepreneur who is frustrated by having to pay $75,000 or more of annual tax liability? If so, Strategic Associates can help. Your first step to saving thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, is to contact Roger Roundy at roger at strategicag.net or by calling 801-641-2956 and be sure to tell them TTF sent you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast. If you are in the Northeast, hopefully you're experiencing all the lovely snow here in the middle of January. As expected, it is wintertime, whether you like it or not. We're not all in these warm places down in the South. And speaking of warm places and warm personalities, Chris Bakiro, welcome back, sir. How are you? Oh, John, that's just so kind of you. I am doing great. Awesome to be back on our own podcast here. Uh, but I, but it's good to be back. I am really, really excited about the topic today. I've been chomping at the bit to get our guest on. Um, this is uh, an issue that has probably the number one most asked question from from business owners over the last month or so. Uh, I've known about it for for quite a while. Uh, we started talking about it this summer, but we couldn't have a better person on than uh, Jeff Hampton um, and. He, uh, he is gracious enough to join us, and we're going to talk about the Corporate Transparency Act. We're going to refer to it as, refer to it as CTA at times. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate you guys giving me the time to come on, and we get to talk about a new federal law that requires us to comply with, uh, with the government. I mean, it's the last thing we need, but whether we like it or not, we've got more compliance. That sounds exciting. And it, you know, it's funny, Jeff, I just literally put two and two together. You know, me being in, in the marketing world for so long, I hear CTA and I think call to action. Yes. And now here we are talking about the Corporate Transparency Act. And I think it's pretty ironic that literally it is a call to action. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably the best place to start this one off is, you know, those ha- that haven't heard of the Corporate Transparency Act, A, what the world is this thing? And B, is this something that people really need to be paying attention to it right now at this very minute? Or is this something that, you know, the, the cans can kick down the road a little bit? Yeah. So good question. So the whole, the whole spirit of the law, the reason why it was passed was to try to stop money laundering. So Congress was coming in saying, okay, we think there's these shell companies that are being used, um, amongst organizations, you know, a lot of, uh, crime going on out there. And so what we want to do is be able to monitor them, know who is in control or, or exercising substantial control, uh, of these shell companies. And so what they did is they passed this new law, the corporate transparency act, which is actually not new, but it's now gone into effect that basically says that starting January one, if you set up any asset protection, any LLC limited partnership, what they call a reporting company is what's defined as a reporting company that essentially includes any type of entity that, and here's the definition. It says that any corporation, LLC, limited partnership, 
that files within a U.S. state, right? So whether it's in a U.S. state or even if it's a foreign, a non-U.S. entity, you have to actually report to the Financial uh, Crimes Enforcement Network, which is better known as FinCEN, is what people refer to it. So it, what what has to be done here is they are wanting to monitor small, what they define as smaller companies, and we'll get into what some of the exceptions are here in a minute, but they are wanting to make sure and monitor them by being able to force people to identify who they are and to be able to to know who is the one kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes. So, so a lot of thought went into this, obviously, for, uh, you know, you mentioned, mentioned money laundering. Obviously, that's a, that's a big issue, <laughs> for, for lack of better terms. So, you know, what, what types of businesses, I mean, really how, I shouldn't say how scared people should be around this, but, you know, I, I honestly haven't heard about this until, I, I believe it was Chris that had mentioned to, you know, this to me a while back, but, you know, it, you have some people that are absolutely freaking out about this. They're kind of flipping upside down, depending on what industry or, you know, if they're a tax pro, et cetera. So how does this really affect just the overall process and just the, you know, the, the management of, say, you have a company? I know, obviously, information needs to get updated every so often. What does that look like? Like, why should or shouldn't people be really freaking out about this? Now, first of all, let me, let me clarify what I said earlier. So if you have set up any type of LLCs, any entity or what they call a reporting company since January 1, which what's, I mean, we're just talking about, you know, a couple of weeks here going into the new year, you, you are going to be immediately required to comply with these requirements within 90 days of setting. Okay. Now let me, <clears throat> let me not panic everyone. So let's step back and say, if you already have LLCs or reporting companies that were set up prior to January 1, 2024, you don't have an, you basically have the safe harbor until January of 2025. So now I, this is really important because I'm going to tell you that the federal government is still figuring it out. Okay. So they passed all these laws, but like when I went into the FinCEN website, it's, they've, they've changed what was on there in terms of reporting three times in the first 10 days. And so I, one of the things I'm reminding people is it's a good thing if you have your stuff in place already, LLCs, asset protection, if that's already been done prior to January 20, uh, January, January 1st, 2024, then you've got a year, okay? So relax. And by the way, I can promise you it'll change. For whatever's going on now, there's going to be some differences in how it's rolled out by the federal government. And by the way, originally there was a 30-day deadline that you had to reply or you had to comply with. And now because the federal government wasn't ready for their own law, they're having to extend that out to 90. So one of the things I'm reminding people and for my own clients, I'm suggesting to not even really file yet until we get through January. Let's let the government kind of figure themselves out because one of the things we want to do is make sure that they're not going to change up some of the, what not just the rules, but the way it's being uh, enforced. I want to make sure that we have some uniformity on that. So there's no reason to panic, okay? And, and let me just clear this up too. A lot of people ask, well, Jeff, if I, if I have to comply with this now, doesn't this ruin uh, my asset protection? Am I, if I had an asset protection structure in place, am, am I ruined? No. In fact, some of the guidelines that, that were just recently released at the end of the year further explained none of the federal agencies. FinCEN is not permitted to disclose this to anyone privately, not to any attorneys, no, nothing like that. They can only share it internally. Now, of course, they can share it with the IRS, right? They can share it with other federal agencies and state agencies that might be bringing lawsuits if someone's committing a crime. Otherwise, that's all this is. Just like I can't get your copy of your tax returns, 
mean, it took how long did it take for people to get Trump's tax returns, right? I mean, you can't just immediately get access to those documents. So it doesn't ruin your privacy per se, but it is a pretty serious requirement that once it once you're in that time frame to be in compliance, there can be some pretty punitive penalties if you ignore it. That's true. And that's where people have to, to understand. I love what Jeff's saying is don't panic, be aware. And there are two separate types of rules with this. You've got what I call the grandfathered entities. And when Jeff says reporting company, um, you know, that in general, she's right, it's going to be any type of company that files with the with a state or somewhat uh, similar entity. If you had an LLC, and we're just saying LLC, but any type of entity prior to January 1st, 2024, your reporting requirement, I believe, doesn't start until January 1st, 2025. And that's a moving target. Remember what happened with PPP when it came out back during the pandemic. It came out and how and banks didn't know how to react. So, um, you know, I think that new entities, you, you can, we can already see the writing on the wall with the government saying at the beginning, it was a 30 day, you know, if you create a new entity, January 1st, 2024 or or beyond, you have a 30 day period to report. Now it's 90 days. Um, and, and again, this is um, it's something that that people just need to be aware of and making sure that they're they understanding the rules and working with a professional. We talk about we talk about building your board of directors, working with a professional that can identify because there are some special rules that are going to go beyond the scope of what we're talking about here. Because we really want to give everyone a, a really nice thirty thousand foot view of this, of what is even a reporting entity. You know, if they're it, based on is their activity. You know, what happens if you had an LLC you formed it five years ago and never did anything with it? Um, Jeff said. Jeff made another great point. There, it is there are some really high punitive damages if you don't comply. So, I, the way I'm looking at this is this is the this is the seatbelt rule, right? I mean, growing up when I was a kid, it's showing my age. Uh, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. You know, we were flopping around the back seat. The seatbelt didn't even go around your shoulder. Now, the first thing we do when we get in a car is put a seatbelt on. Some of the cars even put a seatbelt on for you. So we're in that adjustment period of. Hey, we might have these old cars that don't have the new seatbelts. We're going to have these new cars that that have that seatbelt. Um, one thing I want to ask, Jeff, because a lot of our a lot of the listeners um, do form living trusts and do some estate planning. Um, would, would a living trust, in your opinion, be or, or, or an irrevocable trust be a reporting entity? Or maybe, and I know these rules are changing you know, day by day. So as of right now, that's a really great question. As of right now, unless you were talking about um, setting up a statutory or business trust because there are certain states that you can set up statutory trusts and it's basically for a business purpose. Trusts as of the guidelines now are not required to be in compliance with the Corporate Transparency Act. Now, we're continuing to try to follow to see any of the guidelines as they come out, but certainly I know lots of people are using revocable trusts and even some irrevocable trusts in this situation. So, I, I'm going to continue to monitor that, uh, but as of right now, notice what the spirit of this law is. The spirit of the law is to be monitoring business activity and small business activity, particularly, you know, and I can define what that is. They they start defining what a small business is as if you have if you're making less than five million in gross receipts, gross revenue, and if you have twenty or, or fewer employees, this is where you start looking at it, saying, okay, that's who they're monitoring because that's where they're seeing a lot of this money laundering or, or, or criminal activity that's going on. So no, as, as of right now, you should be good. 
Absolutely. And and we always talk, one of the three laws of teaching tax flow is that tax agencies are your involuntary business partner. Now, I don't know that the IRS is really thrilled about this rule. It really doesn't have to do with your tax preparation, um, but it is definitely very, very important to comply with the laws because if, if you don't, if you don't renew your LLC, if you don't act like a, a separate entity, then your asset protection that you've worked hard to set up and paid a significant amount of money for might not even be there for you. So, you know, that's, um, this is definitely something that, um, if you, you know, the intent was yes, to, to AML anti-money laundering, but sometimes as Jeff alluded to, we already see changes. There's unintended consequences of these laws being, being passed and the amount of paperwork and, and com- compliance, uh, it's going to be significant, but again, you know, for the there are some type of exempt exempt entities uh, out there. Um, in, in one of the things we wanted to ask Jeff about was, okay, so let's let's we know that new entities here in 2024 they have at this point a 90 day requirement. At uh, right now, while while we're li- while we're listening to this or while we're recording this, I would probably let the dust settle a little bit as well. I feel like there's a lot of shock people trying to shock people out there and scare them into into um you know doing compliance right away for because they think they're gonna get penalized tomorrow you know so you know jeff what's your advice for someone that maybe has had an entity for 10 years 11 years just just to, you know let's say they're up they've owned an llc owned some properties in it um so obviously they're the pre-january 1st 2024 can you touch on those requirements a little bit yeah so the way i would Here's what I want you to do, and I'm exactly right, is don't panic. Treat this just like you have your LLC requirements you have every year, right? So what do you have to do? In many states, there are certain things that you should do to be in compliance with your LLC laws already. So, you know, now you need to kind of treat this the same way. You don't start, your uh, reporting requirements don't start until 2025. So, you know, on our list of to-dos, our little checklist of things that we just don't want to forget about, you know, check in with this halfway through the year. Look at this as a Q3, Q4 issue to take a look at and see how has FinCEN and the federal government made any modifications to this? Because I can promise you, there. I mean, think about the number of LLCs that are out there. Think about, they are going to streamline this process and they're going to realize that they've created a monster in reporting and over and being overwhelmed with that FinCEN website because it kept crashing and all these issues. So they're going to allow some mass reporting opportunities and different things that'll take place that they don't have in place right now. So if you're pre-2024, just relax. Put this down, just like you need to do your annual meeting minutes, do an annual meeting, state report filings. Make this just another one of those in your list. Because as an example, I mean, really all they're going to require you to do on this, they have a list of items that they that you have to uh, put down. Your name, your DBA, your, you know, essentially their business, your address. There's a few things on there. The one thing that is a little interesting on this, they are making you attach an ID. So there is an ID that's associated with this. So they want to make sure that the person who's actually filling this out is going to be also the person who's associated with the beneficial ownership of that of that entity. So, but it's not any different than you'd have to send over information to someone to to close a real estate deal or to anything else. You just have to provide information saying it is who, you know, you are who you say you are. So don't panic. You've got time. And I think that's one of, so that's one, one of the things I wanted to make sure we touch on that concept of beneficial ownership. It doesn't necessarily at this point, 
Now, I, I think I my personal opinion is the beneficial ownership definition will narrow. Uh, but at this point, it doesn't necessarily mean you are an of owner of the organization. Um, can you touch on you know what common types of beneficial ownership is? And also, if it changes, is there a requirement to update your your filing um, at this point? Yeah. So, I mean, the 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 law says that each reporting company must identify each of their beneficial owners. And so, I, now I'm going to give you without getting too legalese on this, but there's no, there's only one way to say it. You know, as a lawyer, I have to make sure I'm I don't hedge on this either. I want to make sure you under, you know understand from the legal definition. It's it uh, essentially says anyone any individual who directly or indirectly exercise, exercises substantial control or over the reporting company or who owns or controls at least twenty five percent of the ownership interests in a reporting company, right? So if you own at least twenty five percent, and and you could get real deep into this, and we can save that for for some other time on on what that means to have ownership, whether that's equity, stock, voting rights, you name it. Those are areas that if you have at least a 25% interest, there is a requirement to to report. So that's how they define what a beneficial owner is within this. Or let's say you have, you know, LLCs can also be set up where you can have officers. If you're an officer and you're making decisions on behalf of that LLC, that can also be one who is required to report as well. So it's, I mean, think about this. I want to simplify this as best I can. Whoever is in control of the whole thing, if you're the one pulling the levers or if you own 25% or more, that's who FinCEN's going to be looking at to say, we expected you to be in compliance. That's a great way to put it. And really with that too, so, and I'm so glad that you that you really harped home. Well, I think that's a new one, harped home. Harped home? I don't think I've that makes any sense. Wait a second, time out here. I, I, I've heard a you rumor. You know what? This is wild. I heard a rumor Jeff's quite a trumpet player. Um, if. But oh. I don't. I don't think he. I haven't seen him outside the house uh, playing his harp lately. I don't know, Jeff. Can you confirm your your harp playing? <laughs> My harp. I hung up the harp. Sorry, not doing it. <laughs> well, well, you know what? You know, now harped home. I'm going to put that in the intro or, or somewhere around. I mean, where? You know what? I'm still caught up on the. Fa- you know, I wrote a note here for myself um, about. You know, <laughs> I wrote negligence. From ignorance, negligence, and penalties. And you know what's funny? As I, I think about that, I'm like, wow, okay, yep, there's there's significant, you know, they're they're gonna be on you from what it sounds like for this. But I'm also glad that, or I should say I, I make the comparison of, you know, it sounds like the government is changing their mind with this is about as often as it is a conversation of me and my wife talking about where to go to dinner. So I'm I'm super happy to hear that, you know, in our household, we are not fining each other as much as the you know the government will for compliance issues but but as you harped home again jeff i'm glad that you said that multiple times about people just calm down a little bit i mean i mean i was just popped on a message board here and you know i searched corporate transparency act and, and sure enough you know there's two sides of the fence well somebody was basically saying like you need to be watching this every day every day every day for updates so you're saying just hold tight calm down a little bit take your seat focus on your business focus on your life Nothing is going to change and derail everything that you have at the moment. So thank you for um, for harping on that. Well, yeah, but at, for harping home, right? That's right. I, well, let me just say this. One of the things Chris said earlier I think is important. If you're listening to this right now, you already understand the importance of working with a team of advisors who 
you don't have to reinvent the wheel and try to figure all this stuff out day after day. So in reality, one of the things to do is to be in touch with an, with your advisors who know the direction of this and are working with investors every day to make sure this is in place. Because one thing that is absolutely true, every federal law for the most part, particularly one that applies so broadly as this, it is going to change in their enforcement. And they're going to realize they don't have the manpower to some extent to be able to keep up with some of this. They're go going to want to simplify some of these things as well. So generally, I, I expect that we'll have much more clarity on this, even going into the first quarter, getting you know into February, into March. Um, and so I, I'm advising people, don't just go rush into this right now. Uh, let's let's let the dust settle just a little bit, get some more clarity on on uh, actually submitting and compliance. But don't panic. This is just another one of those things we gotta we, we just gotta get in line with. Um, if, if you know if you're gonna be an investor and you're gonna have LLCs or run a business, it's just another area that the that the federal government wants to make sure and keep an eye on. Awesome, awesome. And I look forward to I know a little teaser out there for anybody who's listening. Um, Teaching Tax Flow is going to be working with Mr. Hampton here to create some excellent, excellent content on the website. So stay tuned for that because we'll dive, you know, we'll obviously be providing updates. So if anybody has those questions, um, you can always reach out to us or to really just follow us on social media. You know, we, we pop out some good updates for you. So think of Teaching Tax Flow, everybody who's listening, as your CTA, your Corporate Transparency Act news update. So, and we have the best of the best of the biz for it. Goes by the name of Jeff Hampton. So <laughs> I don't, Chris, if, did you have any closing questions for this uh, wise gentleman here before we do wrap up? No, I just appreciate his time, obviously. And right, we are committed to bringing in the best of the best here, teaching tax flow. Jeff's advice is great. Um, take a breath. And, and, but, but also think about when you're building your board of directors, make sure that you don't make a knee-jerk reaction um, make sure that you're working with a company or or someone that um, that one understands law, two is going to be there for not only just this filing because this is going to be an this is going to be a, a recurring event as things change in your organization. Um, instead of so, don't look for a, someone that just put out a fire for you. Look for someone that you're going to be able to work with in the long term. And as John said, we're gonna we're really excited to uh, bring to the Teaching Tax Flow community, some additional resources for you. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you. Thank you as always for joining us and, and join us back here on the show. My pleasure. It's always fun to hop on this. So I appreciate you bringing me on. All right. Well, now you got some, I got some homework. You got to go learn how to play the harp That's right. before we have you back on next time. So have fun with that. <laughs> and, and Chris, we'll let you decide on whatever instrument you want to practice. Um, I'm not quite sure. Maybe I'll play the air guitar. You know, I'll, I'll master the air guitar and then we'll, we'll get the band together. Okay. Until next time, everybody, be sure to follow us on social media, um, all your main channels. We are on there with Teaching Tax Flow, as well as be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you have not done so yet. Um, drop those reviews in there. Send us those questions. Send us topic ideas, anything you may have on the tip of your tongue or in mind. But as I always like to close it out, we will see you back here, same time, same place, next week here on the Teaching Tax Flow podcast. Hey everyone, John here from the Teaching Tax Flow team. Thank you for hanging out with us here as Jeff, Chris, and myself took a deep look at the Corporate Transparency Act. So if it was something that you heard about, were worried about, maybe not heard of, hopefully now we solve that for you. And as promised, take a look at the show notes there. I dropped the link directly in there for you to go to Teaching Tax Flow 
dot com backslash CTA. That's CTA for Corporate Transparency Act. Check it out. We are ready to make the connection for you directly to a professional with any of those Corporate Transparency Act questions you may have or anything related to asset protection. So that being said, not a whole lot more I can even add to this one wrapping up since we dove directly into that topic today. Jeff, thank you for doing such a great explanation for us and for our audience as well. And as always, we look forward to seeing everybody here next week. The content provided is for educational purposes only. We encourage you to seek personalized investment advice from your financial professional. For all tax and legal advice, please consult your CPA or attorney. Investment advisory services are offered through Cabin Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Cabin Securities, a registered broker-dealer. The content of this podcast does not constitute an offer of securities. Offerings can only be made through an offering memorandum, and you should carefully examine the risk factors and other information contained in the memorandum.